Making connections, affecting the culture, just doing life. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. You know, guys, for the last several weeks, uh, we have talked about what does it mean to be a man? What? Well, we didn't talk about what it means to be a woman. We had some <laughs> yeah. uh, very helpful guests come in Your and discuss. There. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, discuss what does it mean to be a biblical woman. Uh, but one of the things that we hit on, we kind of made an assumption, and I, and I really don't like doing that. I don't like. Yeah. Um, having a discussion where we kind of assume that there's a, a foundational knowledge that everybody has. And we talk about biblical manhood. We talked about biblical womanhood. But what we didn't really talk about was what is a Christian biblically. Mm. Um, and so for this episode, that's that's what we thought was really important, uh, a really important discussion to have. And so that's what this is going to be about. It is uh, we're, we're dealing primarily with the question what is a Christian? Um, and before we go any further, Jordan Wesley, I, I do want to just say this to you, listener. Um, we love questions. Uh, that's kind of how each of our programs really gets its start. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is a Christian? And so if you have a question that you would like for us to to discuss on air or even turn into an article, you can always let us know. Engage FAQ at AFA.net. Engage FAQ at AFA.net. So, I think one of the first things we have to do when we discuss what is a Christian, um, I, I know this was the case for you guys, it's the case for me as well. Um, it first started when I began to understand who God is. Mm-hmm. So what was it for you that that kind of started that, Wesley? Well, <clears throat> we got God has a whole lot of attributes. Mm-hmm. And, and what do we mean by that? Attributes mean characteristics, things that make him who he is. Yeah. And so, um, uh, now at the time, I didn't know this word was this word. But, <laughs> right. But Which the, is why I wanted to right, define right. that. Yeah. But uh, immutability, mm-hmm. uh, being that God never changes, um, was uh, at the time, of course, I, like I said, I didn't know that was the definite mm-hmm. or the, the term at the time. But the fact that God never changes and yet he's still not. And not, and he doesn't contradict himself either, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. And because when you read scripture, you think, how does all this play at work out? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to realize that God and, and and the scripture very specifically states that God never changed. It mm-hmm. says He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the fact that He doesn't change it, and and I say that uh, because uh, so many times uh, people uh, will let you down um, because they change, you know, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. And things adjust, you know, people's re- react or overreact or underreact off the emotions and and the circumstances and people, you know, change. Well, God doesn't. And mm-hmm. so th- that stood out to me um, that our that our God, my God doesn't change. And then uh, I can't I mean, we did a whole bunch, but the two that come that really um, come to mind and that were just like paramount mm-hmm. in my in my uh, coming to salvation was the second one would be. God's unconditional love, and you know we've talked about this a lot off the program, TJ. But the fact that even in my best efforts, uh, and I and my falling short, uh, God still loved me all the way mm. through that. And, yeah, and 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 I felt that love, uh, and so, um, and I I'll, I'll share. I'll try to do this in sixty seconds. I want to share a quick, just briefly, my testimony how it goes. So, uh, I was a very good kid, uh, obedient wise. Um, Pretty much my all of my entire life until about seventeen or eighteen, uh, 
And then uh, the older I got, the more I began to uh, put expectations on what I think I deserved from God based off my obedience. (laughs) And I did that late in life, 17, 18 years old. And then so uh, obviously the next the the next uh, layer to that would be me being disappointed. (laughs) And so then the next layer was me giving up and saying, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not getting what I want type thing. Mm -hmm. And of course, that went on for about two years and uh, with a great foundation before and with a lot of mentors and a lot of people showing me unconditional love. Uh, I was um, I was saved, and the Lord uh, showed me His grace, and I just remember going, uh, "Wow!" Like I, it goes back to the verse I sh- uh, I'll share in a little bit. Um, we're kind of getting a little ahead here, but I, it's okay. Yeah, this is really the, good. Though. One of the things that that I really think is is important here is that you had a knowledge of God sure. growing up. Uh, you have an article um, on Engage called the the best theologian I know. Right. The best theologian theologian I ever knew. Uh we'll put the link to that in the description. But so you had your dad mm. was teaching you about who Christ is, about who God is. And yet um it wasn't enough. Right. And, and I say that very carefully because I want I want to make a distinction here. There's a way that we can know things about God and not know God. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that make sense? And Absolutely. and I think that's a really important distinction that we have to make. Sorry to interrupt you. I just No, that, no that that's right. And so then um and so then I got uh and I always I mean back and forth on what what day and time yeah. and hour yeah. and all sure. that kind of stuff. But I'm certain now um that God showed me through that uh that what I was doing mm-hmm. was for myself and I wasn't doing it for him. And uh, um, and uh, through that, I believe I repented mm-hmm. of that um, selfishness of while I was doing certain things and realized that, man, I give up because there's just no chance that I, even if I did things 100 percent, there's going to be some failure here. And then I'm and then I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I definitely need God's grace and I need his forgiveness. So I repented from my selfishness and I totally uh, I always tell people. For me, I submitted my life to mm-hmm. Christ in mm-hmm. the sense that I was like, I'm all yours. You just yeah. tell me what, when, mm-hmm. and where, and I'm in, you know. And so, and, I, and I've tried to um, even take that beyond um, that to what I want to, what I need to be doing for an occupation, you know, when I need to be, you know, wh- who I need to marry. You know, I've taken that approach not just for my salvation, but moving forward in, in every aspect of life. God, here I am. You know, mm. how do you want to use me? Yeah, well, and that's a sign of a Christian. Right. I mean, the the Christian life is not one. It, I, I say this in an article that will be published uh, sometime in the future. Um, it's not even loaded yet. still in the editing <laughs> process. Uh, but it, I, I make the statement that the Christian is not afforded the liberty of a compartmentalized heart. Right. Right. We don't get to say, okay, God, here's 99 of my 100 boxes. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. But this one little box, you know what? It's. It's cute. It's furry. It's cuddly. I'm going to keep it to myself. <laughs> right. uh, that's that's not how the Christian life works. And, and I think the statement, I submitted mm. my life to Christ, that is such a key term because the Christian life is one of of mm. submission. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's such a, an important that, aspect that, or doctrine even. And that was in about six, about two minutes. <laughs> you're, God, you're fine. But God's done so much more mm. in my life, you know, and there's so many different people that he used and he, and he broke me in so many different ways mm. um, to get me to that point. And so I'm grateful for my salvation. I'm grateful for 
God's unconditional love for me and the fact he never changes, man. That, that I tell people as far as favorite parts about God, if you had, <laughs> if I had a favorite part yeah. about God, yeah. I love the fact that he 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 never I tell him I tell my two and a half year old son, God's never gonna let you down. Mm. You know, yeah. other people will, but God won't. And even his dad will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even me. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Jordan, what about you? What what aspect, what attribute, characteristic of God um, did did He reveal to you? Yeah. Um, that kind of led you through salvation. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of what Wesley said was exactly my experience. Um, I was raised very similar. I was, you know, in church, and my my family were they were Christians, and I was raised in a Christian home. So I had that knowledge of the the true things that of God that I knew in my head, and I acted out my life. I was baptized, I think, when I was six, and it was. I mean, I wasn't. Uh, you got a, a bath. I got a I got a bath in church when <laughs> I was six years old, and uh, that's the first I've ever heard it called a bath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Baptist. Yeah, it's basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Yeah, and so I lived my life through up up until I was sixteen years old. Um, just acting out the, that part of, you know, I'm just a good church boy and I do yeah. what's good and I and I pray and I do all this stuff. Um, all the while, there was there was horrible sin in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. I just kept it to myself. I didn't let it show. Um, so I don't know if this was the I, I don't know when and what time or whatever. And I don't know if that's very important either. I'm, that makes but, me feel good. I'm not the <laughs> yeah, only yeah, one. Yeah. No, actually, I'm right there with yeah. you. I don't. I don't We're all yeah. three there. Yeah, it's, yes. probably, it's probably the least important thing yeah. of the whole uh, part. The whole part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, but this was at least the first experience. I felt sure. it. Um, I was I was walking the woods alone. I did this all the time. I just I was I'm an introvert. I, I charge by myself. You know what yep. I mean? And I was singing a hymn. I was singing it as well with my soul. Mm. And I got to the part, um, my sin of oh, the bliss of this glory is fought. My sin, not in part by the whole, is nailed to the cross. And then, like, at that point, it was almost like I, I arrived to a point where there were two paths in front of me. And mm. it, the choice was very clear. Either I could nope. choose Christ, because nope. at this point, I knew I wasn't. Yeah. Right. I, I could choose Christ or I could choose myself, and there was no going back. Nope. Yep. And that, <laughs> coupled with especially the the idea of my sin and the revelation of how dirty it was, mm. and then seeing Jesus on the cross, like in my mind, and seeing my sin being placed on him, that terrified me. It was so, in my mind, it was twisted almost. Like, this should not be the case. He's too good for that. Mm. I'm, too, I'm too dirty for this to happen. And it was it was scary, and I'll, the only thing I was left to do was was cry out and and just accept it because I there was nothing left. That's you know, it. there was nowhere else to go, nothing else to yeah, do. Yeah, you've got an article up on Engage yeah. um, called "Putting Eternity on Trial," mm-hmm. and I, I love the way you put it because it was like you I, I saw my filth smeared on Christ mm-hmm. like filth on a on a white lace. Yeah, yeah, and and that's mm-hmm. just a great yeah. picture. And I'll, I'll tell you, for me, it was. It was God's immutability. It was his cleanliness. Mm-hmm. But more than anything for me, it was his judge. Mm-hmm. He is a judge. Yeah. And, and you know, and I always, like you, Wesley, I grew up, I was a pretty good kid. I yeah. was raised in the military. I didn't we, have I being, we were all great kids. I yeah. wasn't being cocky or arrogant. I was no, ju- I'm I right there with you. Had a good, I had a lot know, of people tell me I was a yeah. good kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had people brag to my parents sure. that I was a good kid. Oh, but, yeah. But and I think we and I'm not and I'm not saying that implying that we weren't either. No, I, right. We were, you yeah. know. Yeah. I, the thing yeah. is, we see ourselves as better than we really are. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I think so often, it, it, at least this was my experience. 
I thought I was okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know what? I read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I prayed. I went to church. I did the Bible studies. I did all of these things. So I thought, you know, God, you're saving me must mm-hmm. not have been that difficult. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know how arrogant that sounds mm-hmm. because it is arrogant. Yeah, yeah. But the fact of the matter is it took me seeing God as the eternal infinite judge wow. mm-hmm. of sin. And and it's not a a, a number of sins mm-hmm. that you do. One sin is enough right. to merit hell. Yeah. Because one sin is a betrayal of an infinite God. Mm-hmm. And that infinite God must infinitely judge. And if he infinitely judges, it must be an infinite judgment. Right. Mm-hmm. And that infinite judgment is hell. And so for me it was seeing that and saying, okay, God, how can I, a sinner, stand right? stand justified before you and guys that's what we're going to spend the entire next segment talking about it's the doctrine of justification you're not going to want to miss it if you missed any of the testimonies that you've heard uh on this program you can always go engagemagazine.net slash podcast but stick around you're not going to want to miss our discussion on justification next